we said. The Press Box. Back with another edition of the Press Box podcast. Mike Grace for my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers. Glad to have you aboard to offer just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. Visit us there. Check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand hour by hour all the way back to the very first hour of the program or simply press the listen button and you'll hear the Press Box anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Again, PressBoxRadio.com. Hey, our conversation today is with the great Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, and the subject is the late Bobby Bowden, who passed away over the weekend. We started our conversation asking Tony Barnhart again. You can debate whether he's one of the top four college football coaches of all time, but he is a lock for one of your favorite top four coaches of all time. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, here's somebody who, well, his record on the field is is clear for everybody to see. And you're talking about a string an unprecedented string of 14 straight seasons being ranked in the top four, uh, two national championships, 12 ACC championships. But you you do it all with the humor and uh, the likability that he he did it with. You put it all together. Yeah, he, he deserves a spot on that mountain. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Tony, it's uh, J.D. down in South Alabama. Yesterday we had Tim Brando on, and um, I think we're, we're kind of making it a theme that our guests talking about Bobby Bowden do impersonations of Bobby Bowden. Uh, no, we're not going to make you do that. But I, I will tell you, Timmy B's impersonation was dead on, and he did it because <laughs> he said Coach Bowden liked it and, and requested it. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, buddy. <laughs> and, and, he, and he did. I can attest to the fact that he did call everybody buddy because every time he saw me, hey, buddy, how's it going? I said, Coach, it's doing great. Yeah, you're from Atlanta, right? Yes, sir. Well, that's good, buddy. And he, and he knew what he was doing because he recruited uh, Georgia really heavily. And so <laughs> I, like, I always like being in the Atlanta newspapers. Tony, he never changed, did he? Oh, no. No, no, no Chris. He, he didn't need to change. What, it, what he was doing was working. And I always tell people, can't you imagine Bobby Bowden in your living room talking to your mom and just, just laying on the southern charm? I mean, I was, I've been told by other coaches that nobody closed in the living room like Bobby Bowden. <laughs> he was just absolutely one of the best. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's special. Tony, I read on your SI.com article yesterday, I thought a note where you, you mentioned Sunday morning breakfasts with, with Coach Bowden that he would host after a, a game in Tallahassee. Yeah. yeah. Breakfast with Bobby. That's what we call it. Breakfast with Bobby. And, and particularly the games – when there's a lot of national media out of town, he would we would have breakfast at the at the media hotel, uh, and he would show up and he would uh, give you the blow by blow of the game. And uh, I think I mentioned to people he was always really good after a win, but he was great after a loss. Uh, he he was so introspective. He always wondered if he could have done more. But those, listen, when you when you left Tallahassee Sunday morning after breakfast. You had a notebook full of stuff that would get you through the week. Talk with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, and and find his work uh, online. Tony, I don't want to mess it up. Please give me the website again right now. Yeah, we uh, Chris, we are under the si.com umbrella. Okay, that's what our, I thought. Our website is called TMG. TMG stands for the Media Guides, and the way you access it is si.com slash colleges 
slash TMG. Got but, it. Uh, that's uh, and that's myself, Herb Gould out from the Chicago Sun-Times, retired, Mark Blousen of the Boston Globe. And, of course, we did have Chris Dufresne from the L.A. Times. Unfortunately, we lost Chris last year. It's it's such a different world that you work in. It's different in in terms of gathering information, getting to know coaches. I mean, you've got probably you, Chris Lowe. I could mention maybe maybe a handful of others that have as good a relationship with Nick Saban um, as anybody or better than anybody in the media. And, and yet, Tony, it is so very different from what you had with Coach Bowden in his heyday. <laughs> to me, just goes to show, though, there there truly are different ways to skin a cat in very effectively. Uh, well, I, I told somebody this story the other day. They didn't believe it in today's media climate. I mean, when I, when I would go to Tallahassee, I mean, I would let – I would let uh, Coach Bowden's administrative assistant Sue Hall. I'd let her know I was coming. She said, "Well, just you know, just just come on when you get here." I I didn't have to make an appointment. <laughs> you know, she just said, yeah. "Show up when you get here." And then I would tell Sue that I said, "Well, when I get there, I'm gonna take before I see Coach Bowden, I'm gonna see some of the other assistant coaches." And they would let me. And they did this for all the writers who covered Florida State, the local everybody. You just walked into the coach's office and sort of walked up and down the hall. Uh, and you know, if Mickey Andrews was in, you say, Hey, Mickey, Hey, Mickey would say, come on in here. Come on. And you would talk to three or four of the assistant coaches, uh, for a little while, just roaming up and down the halls. Uh, I think I thought I heard Paul Feinbaum yesterday talking about, uh, they used to let us do that at Tennessee. They would let some of us who care, who covered the team on a regular basis, just sort of wander the halls of the assistant. Now they got, they got you on, you know, armed guards and lockdown. Uh, but that's the way Bobby Bowden was. He wanted the exposure for his program. And even if it wasn't always positive, he knew he, his, his team was getting out there. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, the world has changed quite a bit. Tony Barnhart is inside the press box with us. And, and going back to Bobby Bowden's legacy of what he did from nothing at Florida State, for those who only know Florida State in its heyday, it was far from it when he got there. And, you know, there's college football upstarts. There are ones who've been around forever but have never been successful. There are ones that uh, will hire coaches and say, this is going to be our turning point, and the coach will say, I want to build something here. This is special. I want to build it. But either as soon as they build it, they're off to greener pastures, or if they don't build it, the university just cuts ties with them. Could what Bobby Bowden did, given the patience and the time, be done today? and stick around because even Terry told us a story about, you know, daddy almost went to LSU because mm-hmm. they were playing a game in Baton Rouge. And he said, if we win, we'll take it. And if we don't, we'll stay in Tallahassee. They won the game. And some reason he still take stayed in Tallahassee. <laughs> well, it would be very difficult to do that today because people aren't as patient. Uh, yeah. But what he did was he, he decided to build a program by willing, by being a recruiting really well, be willing, be willing to play anybody, anywhere, anytime, which is he inherited a schedule. I think it was 1980, somewhere in there. He inherited a schedule that had five road games against uh, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Ohio State, LSU, and somebody else. And uh, he, he went three and two in those five games. 
he was willing to do that. And he, his personality and his brand of football caught on. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't know if people would be as patient uh, as they were back then. Matter of fact, I know they wouldn't be. Tony, it's been well documented, but tell the story from your version, please, of how close he was to being the head football coach at the University of Alabama, the place where he really always wanted to be the head coach. Right. Birmingham, grew up in Birmingham, went to Howard, which is now Samford. And, yeah, he, 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 and, I've had, he and I had that conversation many times. That the goal was to get back to Alabama. But when, when it came that time, I think we're talking about 1987. I think I'm, yeah. I'm guessing now. The years run together. He was, he was interested in the Alabama job, but only if, if he, he was not going to interview for the job. And as this, as the story happened, as I understand it, uh, he he showed up to talk to the key people, and there were a bunch of people in the room waiting to interview him, and it did it did not work out. Well, that's okay because not long after that, the he went he goes on an unprecedented tear, joins the ACC, twelve ACC championships, three national championships, fourteen straight years of finishing in the top four. So I would say it worked out pretty well for Coach Biden. It worked out incredibly well, and in the sidebar to that, the the first time you're right in '87 is the when everybody thought it was going to happen, including him, and then it got messed up, wasn't handled right. He decided to stay where he was. Then, when Alabama, I guess three years later, a little less than three years later, hired Hootie Ingram as athletic director away from Florida State. Everybody thought it'd be a foregone conclusion that he would come back that second time, but it didn't work out. In fact, it didn't even get as close as it had right. three years prior, did it? I don't think it did. I don't think it did. But that that just goes to show you. I, I think Coach Bowden understood, and honestly, when the decision was made to join the ACC, Florida State to join the ACC and not the SEC, I think yeah. he was he was digging in, saying, "You know what? I could build something really special." here if I stick it out and and that's how it turned out and this is another example I know you got to go we won't keep you but that's an example of of all the things we're dealing with right now with expansion in the national conversation if Bobby had given the blessing to bring Florida State into the SEC this may have all changed two decades ago but that was a huge huge when I say stumbling block, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense because he did what was best for his school, which is what he should do. But that that put a major hindrance on the growth and development of the super conferences, which is what we're looks like we're about to stare straight in the eyes once again. Yeah, and, and obviously if they had decided to go to the SEC, I think Coach Bowden also knew that maybe he, his dynasty would not be quite as dominant <laughs> if he was playing Alabama sure. uh, every year. And a lot of history would have been uh, rewritten, but he he made up his mind that he could build something very special uh, in the ACC. And the ACC, there was no doubt about where their heart was. They they absolutely. <laughs> I, I I knew the SEC the ACC commissioner Gene Corrigan was a dear friend of mine, and I'm telling you, he told his presidents. He said, "We we are not going to debate this. We are bringing Florida State into our conference because we need them." And there was no vote. (laughs) Florida State was in the ACC. And once Florida State was a part of the ACC, they dominated in large part thanks to one 
Bobby Bowden. Our thanks again to Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, for helping us remember the great Coach Bowden. And again, you'll hear that and more interviews online at PressBoxRadio.com. Hey, if you haven't already, if you would please subscribe to this podcast, that way you get every new edition as soon as they're out. If you would uh, review it and like it, that would be great. And if you tell a friend, that would be awesome as well. They can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast, Apple and Google, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Simply search for PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one. And don't forget, online at PressBoxRadio.com, your chance to register to win our Fall into a PressBox Paradise Contest. You could enjoy a three-night stay in a two-bedroom Gulffront condo courtesy of Meyer Vacation Rentals, Breakline Optics, and the PressBox. All the details online at PressBoxRadio.com. Until tomorrow, for Chris and for J.D., Mike saying so long for now on the PressBox Podcast.